Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis or Velosos on social media. Welcome back to So Over 50 podcast on So Organized Style. Stay listening. So Organized Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on So Over 50 podcast on So Organized Style. So Over 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. Camilla or at frkc.lindberg is our So Over 50 guest to talk about sewing for men and her sewing background. Thank you for joining us as a So Over 50 guest today, Camilla. Thank you for having me. And how are you feeling? I'm nervous, but I'm flattered. This is going to be so much fun. It will. It will. <laughs> how did you develop your online name? Because I'm sure I said it incorrectly. In Swedish, it's F-R-K-C-A, Lindberg. And F-R-K or F-R-K is short for fröken, as in miss. So it's Miss C. Lindberg, or Fröken C. Lindberg. It's my name. And I'm not married, so it's Miss. And I use it as a label when I label my clothes as F-R-K-C. Well, that's my name. Perfect. Very easy. And Fröken in Swedish, Miss. Fröken is also teacher. So it's fun fact. And I think part of my sewing on Instagram is teaching. So, or be, be inspirational. So I felt it's proper. That's very well thought out. I think so. What response to your sewing did you receive when you were featured on Sew Over 50 this year? At first and most prominent, I was invited here and I'm most flattered. And then I got a lot of likes at my post on Instagram and a few new followers. So I think I'm, I'm happy. Of course, I'm flattered to be be reposted or be noticed. Judith and Sandy constantly work on welcoming new followers on Salva 50 as it's a large, growing, diverse group. And they enjoy what they do and they're very dedicated to all of the followers on Salva 50. I think they're doing a marvellous job. I told Sandy, I talked to her some time ago and I told her I'm, I'm impressed with the amount of work they're doing. They don't get paid and they, I guess they put in a lot of hours in this. I think they do a marvellous job. They're awesome. They are. They're very awesome. Where can we find you online? I'm on Instagram. I'm in some sewing groups on Facebook too, but only on Instagram. And what made you start sewing? To me, it came quite naturally. My mother was a very good seamstress. I knew from birth, since I was a child, that you can make your own clothes. When I was about five, I started making clothes for my dolls. My mother weren't that interested in showing me how to, but the machines and, and the materials were there, so I just used them. And she never said anything about it. She'd left me. And that was the start. And then I continued. As a teenager, I made a lot of crazy stuff. Well, I shredded my mother's jeans, and she wasn't really impressed. She was quite mad. It wasn't one of my proudest moments in history, I can tell you. But I had something in mind, and they were there. And I took a scissor and, and cut them in pieces. It was quite a moment. And Camilla, what did you make the jeans into? These were in the 80s, and you cut your jeans 
through the seams. And then you put in a V of another fabric in the waistline and down to your knees because the jeans, they should have a balloon form. And then you have a, a really thin or narrow belt and pull it hard around the waist. I wanted these panels in the side of the jeans. She bought them. They were really new and I cut them and I didn't execute it very well. I think I had to throw them away because I couldn't use them. I think I were 12, 13. My sewing weren't that good at that time. But you had a great idea. Yes, I think that's part of my sewing. That's how I am as a seamstress or as a tailor. I get these visions of what I want to create. And then I just have to execute that vision. And sometimes it's what I envision and sometimes it's not. (laughs) In my younger days, most not. And you're still sewing, so that's a good thing. Yes, I guess I am. I'm stubborn, so yes, I am. That's great. Where did you learn to sew in Sweden? In elementary school in Sweden. We learn sewing and we have woodcraft too. My sewing teacher was impressed creative ideas of what I wanted to do. And she was the old kind of teacher that she thought I should sit and do exactly what she told me. I had my own ideas and my own way of doing things. And she didn't like me, so I had four grades. And then after elementary school, we had college where you study for your profession. And that's when I started to learn sewing for real, because I'm a women's tailor. And that's where I learned my profession as a tailor. And then I only study sewing and pattern construction and you do both women and men's sewing. In the beginning, you learn both techniques, both men and women. And later on, you decide what way you want to go. And I wanted to study women's tailor. And then you only read that women's tailoring, sewing jackets and coats and skirts and the more heavy part of sewing. Tell us more about your sewing and how you also sew for men. I make most of my own clothes. In my younger, skinnier days, I bought some. But as I'm plus size today, I make all of them. I like colorful, well-made clothes. And you can't find it in stores over here. To me, sewing is sewing. It doesn't matter what I do. I sew. And the techniques are the same. If you do a men's shirt or a woman's shirt, you do the same things. And in tailoring, if you're talking jackets and suits and coats, there is a difference. But it's only in how you do it, not the sewing itself. And I got a son and I started to sew for him when he was a kid, when he was born, actually. And then I just continued. And he's almost 30 today and I still sew for him and he, he, he loves mommy's clothes. Great. And I'm sewing for my partner and making clothes for my partner. And it's like there's no difference because it's sewing and it doesn't really matter what it's the same of course there's a difference in women's clothes there's a lot of frills and pleats and things that men's clothes are more plain if you we're just talking shirts and trousers i think men's wear it's more easy to do than women's clothes of course men got different bodies but i think tailoring them is easier and fitting them is easier for men with men's clothes because Perhaps there's a belly, but, but you know, it's easy, easier than a woman because women's bodies are quite hard, actually. There's a lot of curves to consider. When you sew for men, is finding fabric a challenge? The challenge is not buying fabric. In Sweden, we have a lot of 
quite amount of fabric stores. Most of them sell online. It's not about finding fabric. It's about not buying fabric. Ah, okay. I'm a, I'm a bit of a hoarder. So I got a lot of fabric. I buy a lot of fabric. But it, in Sweden, we have a lot of fabric stores. So we, I think there is a good amount of, of, of men's fabric. Or fabric that's suit, more suitable for men. Because I think there's, I don't think really there's a difference between men's and women's fabric. I think you can use what you want for anybody. If a man wants a floral print shirt, I think go for it. I don't think there is a difference. But we have a lot of fabric stores here in Sweden. So that's good. And we've got a lot of indie brands. Different prints. So they make their own prints and, and their own fabrics and sell them in, in, on Facebook or or in small online shops. Oh, that's really good. And they're only small amounts. So they just make maybe about 50 meters or 100 meters of them. They're, and they're not hundreds of hundreds of yards or, or meters. Yep. And it changes because then they make the collection. It's just a short time. Then they don't sell it anymore. And then they make a new one and sell that out. And then they make another one. I think it's nice to have a lot of, of different small Swedish companies to buy from as well as bigger ones with a bigger range of fabrics. Awesome. Do you remember when you're making a man's shirt and a woman's shirt that the buttons are on the different side of the shirt? So opens on the left or opens on the right. Do you remember that quite easily? Because I learned in school when I studied to a tailor. It's a saying, the sun rises in the east and goes down in the west. So the, the vest, so in men's wear, the sun rises in east, right over left, and that's men's shirt. Thank you. No, that's great. Are there any patterns you favor? I make my own patterns, mostly, or I'm able to make my own patterns. I like to buy patterns, but then I don't have to do them. That's one less step to do. You speed up your process if you have a pattern already and don't have to do the pattern yourself. The one I use most is Burda and Vogue and Batrick. Mm-hmm. I like them because they're tailored. The pattern are really well done. They're very well drafted. But to me as a tailor, I think that's important. That the pattern makes sense. That it yeah. fits together well. That the pieces go together well. These big ones do. They're really good ones. But there is a Finnish pattern magazine that's called Ottobre. Yep. I guess it's the Italian Ottobre. That's October. And they make very good patterns, too. And then there's a Swedish woman. Her name is Anne Ringsbrand. She's the founder of Hope, who is a Swedish brand, clothes. She made a book that's really nice with unisex clothes. So they're both for men and women. And that that book is really nice, too. So I've used it a lot for both men and women. But if you're experienced, fewest, or seem stressed, I think you can manage to do it without the instructions. It's really, really good. It's good and it's more fashionable clothes with a younger look to it. How do the men in your life enjoy wearing the clothes that you sew them? Both my son and, and my partner are really nice. My son is kind of proud of having a mom that's a tailor. He asked me to make him clothes. You know, the other day he wanted, he called and he wanted me to make him pants or chinos because he thinks... The one that, that you buy got two small pockets and he needs bigger pockets. I think it's part, with my son, it's part of, of him feeling I love him. When I'm making clothes, he knows I love him. 
So it's a gesture of love. And he feel loved when he wear my clothes. My son and I doesn't live in the same city. We have a distance. So when he wears my clothes, I think he feels my love. It's an act of love, I guess. Oh, that's so cute. But that's real, though, because you do love him. Yes, I do. No, that's wonderful. I'm happy when he asks me. I feel he loves me when he asks, when he wants me to make him clothes. So it works both ways. He loves me and I love him. And I make him clothes out of love. Yeah. As for my partner, he loves me and he wears what I give him. So he's kind of easygoing that way. You know, wear this and he will. He doesn't say much about it. Extremely florals. No, not so much. But as for the others, he wears what I tell him. And he loves me. I, and I see him close. So he thinks, well, she made me this and she loves me. So I love her and I got to wear them. It's an act of love sewing for your family. It is. And that's being honest about sewing and what it means to the people that you sew for. They probably wear it. My son, not so much maybe, but my partner would wear it even if I were bad, if I made bad clothes. I think he would wear them anyhow because he loves me and he's grateful that I make him make him clothes. As for my son, he, he always been loving having a mom sewing. Even as a teenager, when it's kind of embarrassing wearing homemade clothes, he asked me to sew for him, to make him clothes. What sewing techniques should people learn when sewing men's clothes? In my book, there's no difference. I think the techniques are the same. And I think it's mostly about having the guts or dare, because If you make a women's shirt or if you make a men's shirt, the sewing and the techniques and the methods, it's the same. There's no difference. And I think if you find it intimidating, it's not. I don't think it is because it's only fabric. Yes. And the worst scenario, you lost some fabric. I think failure is essential because if you fail, you learn something. If you never fail, you you never learn. I'm the kind of person who learns through failures. Exactly. So when did you discover the Sew Over 50 community? A couple of years ago when I turned 50, I saw the hashtag on Instagram of my friends that I follow. And I looked up, I checked it out and I found it most inspirational. There's a whole community of people my age who make clothes and they're visible. Because I think when you get older, you get invisible. You're not young, you're not as beautiful as you were you're not you're you're sort of loose impact you get invisible and I think you over 50 makes people look good they show people they show that we are a community with with women and men over 50 but still have something to give that we are still alive and can show what we're doing and the creativity and the art I find it most inspirational Mm. and it is people in my own age, people I can rely to on Instagram. I got excited. I think it's so, so much fun. This sewing community. Yeah, actually. That's great. Thank you for having me. And this has been so much fun. I agree. This has been fantastic. You're (laughs) wonderful. Thank you, Camilla. Listeners, if you want to be a guest editor, about a topic that you wish to share with So Over 50 followers, make sure you direct message So Over 50 on Instagram. And have a lovely day, listeners.
This episode for Sober 50 podcast on Soul Organised Style was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Camilla, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organised Style podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free Sober 50 podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.